Hello gamers from around the world. This is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany. And I would like to start with an apology because I've been dealing the entire week with the sinusitis and uh, I might have to turn off the camera occasionally today because you don't <laughs> want to see what comes out of my nose. But with that <laughs> out of the way, I want to welcome everyone to today's episode of The World of Gaming, your number one podcast where we discuss everything the world of gaming has to offer, games, news and technology. And as always, we will discuss everything that happened over the course of this week. And um, of course, you can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So if you can't make it live, you can listen after the fact, not only on YouTube, but on uh, your podcast service of convenience. And I always recommend for the audio only listeners to definitely tune in because uh, here on YouTube, we have an awesome live chat with the best community out there. And I already see a lot of familiar faces or names in the chat. Welcome to you guys, but also, of course, a hello to everyone who listens after the show. And now I would like to welcome today's guest, Mr. Boomstick XL, the podcasting legend, the man who does four live shows each and every week. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. And yeah, I had you on this show a couple of weeks ago, but uh, that was a special news week. So we had a bigger panel and I'm excited that you are here today so we can have a more direct chat and it's going to be an awesome show. So welcome to today's program, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, dude. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, you know, this is, uh, I love what you're doing with the community. I love that you have your live show. I love the one-on-one -on -one format so much so that I actually have added a one-on-one -on -one kind of a segment that I just got a chance to talk with Randall Thor 19, the man with a million moments before coming live onto your yeah. show. Uh, we have a great we have you have a great list of topics to get into. We're gonna get into what you're playing. A lot of and again, news is light, but you still brought it with the topics. Looking forward to getting into it. Thanks. Yeah, no, thanks for being part of the show and taking the time. I know you just had your podcast with Randall Thor, so um, you're on a roll here today, <laughs> and I can't wait. Um, as you said, even though news are relatively light this week, uh, we still have some great topics to talk about. We will talk about Game Pass um, and that Game Pass could eventually uh, end up on Steam. We'll talk about some Game Pass games. We will talk about Halo and um, about the frustration of a lot of fans. We will talk about a lot of Sega unannounced games. Um, the studio head Nagashi talked about that. This is going to be a topic. We'll talk about our Gran Turismo impressions, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, Phil Spencer at the Dice Awards, and so much more. Um, it's going to be an awesome show. But um, as every show, I would like to start with a little bit of talk about the games that we actually play. So here we go. This week, we had actually a couple of major game releases. Yeah, starting... Friday last week, Elden Ring came out. I know, boom, you are hooked, and I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. We had also the launch of uh, Elex 2 uh, on March 1st. That came out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, and the last-gen consoles, and PC. Um, we had a couple of smaller releases like Puzzle Quest, Shadow Warrior, Baby Babylon's Fall, and actually tomorrow, Gran Turismo 7 mm. is coming out. So big week for game releases. Not the biggest <laughs> week in news. So 
boom, let's hear. What have you been playing? Have you been playing any of these games? And what what keeps you busy? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot that King of Fighters came out last week. I forgot that um, uh, you have... There's a lot of games that I, I, I actually forgot were that came out. Uh, I was playing Horizon, which you got on the screen here. Uh, I decided to put it down because I'm very bothered by the bugs um, I am. I. Mm. I. I, yeah, I was. I was annoyed by the climbing aspect. One of the most biggest aspects of the game is climbing, and I kept falling off of things. I kept jumping to my death on a couple of uh, of missions that just annoyed me. So I said, until they fix the hit boxes or the grab boxes for for it, I, I'm going to give it a break. I'm going to come back to it because I do love this this franchise and I love Aloy as a character. But I. I. I, I am uh, inundated with. Uh, Playing just Elden Ring. It, it, I'm not a Souls guy. I talked about it with Randall Thor. I know some people are gonna be like, "Oh man, you're talking about Elden Ring again." Listen, folks, it is, <laughs> it is everything they say it is. It. I will tell you something. Do not believe the hype. It is not uh, Breath of the Wild meets Dark Souls. It is Dark Souls. It is straight up Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Um, but one of the things that are different with this game as opposed to many others of the of, of of its ilk is that it's open world so if you're banging your head against a boss that you just can't take down it's too big for you you can go and farm and just just play the game and you and you'll level up i just hit level 26 uh i'm quite enjoying it uh, I have got i've died 200 times in my 25 plus hours easily 200 times um, but you know, again, it's, it's, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. And I, I really, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it to be honest with you, but this awesome. Let me ask you a question. Sorry for interrupting here because, yeah, it's all right. um, I used to play the souls games back in the days, um, demon souls and the first dark souls, but, um, ever since I became a father, I, I just have less time to game and I lost the patience that you need for <laughs> this game. So how, what, what kind of patience do you need to play Elden Ring? Uh, you know what? I, I mean, I'm gonna say that, that you're you're gonna you're gonna come across bosses that are just gonna decimate you in one hit. Uh, mm -hmm. This is certainly not a game that if you only have 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, even an hour to play, I don't know if you're gonna walk away feeling satisfied. Like you're gonna you're gonna walk away and say, yeah, that was that was a great hour's worth of time. You you might be an hour on a boss. Um, okay. But that, the difference is that you don't have to stay at that boss. You don't have to fight that one. You know, you're, you're always exploring. Like I literally just before so, the show went live. So when you when you when you realize you can't beat the boss, you can just go away, level your character up somewhere and come else, back. And come yep. back. Okay. Yep, and come that back is, to that him. is good to hear. Yeah, I mean, just you know, if you pay attention to your map and you know where the boss is, because you'll start mm -hmm. finding. Um, uh, play uh, points where you could where, where where you know you touch the golden light and and it becomes like a save point for you and if you know where you where that boss is on the map then you know where to go back to him or her and you can go do your damage if you're once you're a higher level uh like i said it's it's to me i didn't expect to like the game as much as i did i expected to uh in you know play it potentially be like, yeah, this is just not for me like it did because now what this wants what this makes me want to do, Boxenberger, is I want to go back and I want to play Bloodborne and I want to play uh Sekiro. 
I'm not going to go back yeah. and play any of the Demon Souls and stuff. I may mm. play the Demon Souls remake on the PS5 because I have it. I I, I purchased it. Oh. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still a little torn. Um, like I said, um, I don't know if I have the patience, but I I have severe FOMO to be honest. Um, <laughs> you and a lot game. of people, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the last Souls game I tried was Dark Souls Three, and I as as great as that game was in its core, no doubt. Um, I I just didn't have the patience, so I'm. I'm still a little torn whether to get it or not. Um, I'm still playing um, what you can see here on the screen right now, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. That game has me hooked. I know people complain about the issues, but to be honest, I, I don't see the big deal to be uh, fair because what open world game came out in the last 10, 15 years that didn't have uh, glitches and bugs. And the bugs are, to be honest, really not game-breaking for me. I'd like, occasionally you see a, a robot dinosaur disappearing in a tree and you see notice a little pop-in or stuff like that. But it's it's nothing game-breaking for me. And I really like the world, how they built uh, the world, how they... Uh, diverse the the side quests are and the main store story is actually awesome yeah mm -hmm. um i really uh, want to know how it ends um i think i'm pretty far along already in the game um but yeah that that game has me hooked um uh there is also another game i can't really talk about uh, but yeah guys follow the channel there was uh, some cool stuff coming um soon but I'm under NDA, so I can't talk about hmm. every game I play right now. Man, Elex 2 came out this week. Are you interested in that game? Dude, you know what? I, 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 I don't even know what Helix 1 was, to be honest with you. Is it a first-person no. shooter? It's an uh, RPG. It's a, a, a third-person RPG open-world game. Um, it is... Um, the first one reminded me a lot of the very old classic uh, RPGs like Gothic. Uh, mm, I don't know whether you've ever okay. played those games. Um, so they are in, in that kind of uh, vein. And the very early Bioware RPGs, stuff like that, um, is, is what Elix is. And um, the second one came out. It actually reviewed pretty okay for that double for such a double a game so i i'm i'm i might pick that also up um really soon i, I think what i want to get next I, I definitely want to pick up king of fighters 15 i'm a oh, huge yeah. snk fan and this is the first time in a long time an snk game actually came to xbox mm -hmm. i have never played one I have to admit that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it, it, not it, my it's, cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, it's um, a fighter. But, so, I mean, it's limited. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let me just briefly catch up on uh, some of the super chats that already came in. The first of the day came in from Chaos Might. He sends in $5 and says, Mr. Boomstick, the Potmaster. <laughs> yeah, man, that is a nickname I will <laughs> have to use in the next intro when I have you back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And then we have already uh, another one coming in from Drawn TJ. He sends in $10 and says, hey, guys, hope you are having a great day. Thank you. I hope you too. Thanks, I hope everyone, everyone in chat has a great day. And 
man, sorry for bailing out on you on Sunday. I actually, I wanted to play Age of Empires 4 with uh, uh, Drawn TJ last Sunday. But um, yeah, I thought I had a flu, uh, but mm. it was so bad that on Monday I went to my doctors and uh, uh, she said, yeah, it's sinusitis and I'm full with meds now. So that's why I bailed out on him on Sunday. I'm sorry, but our date still stands. We are going to play this weekend, um, Age of Empires 4. All right. Um, anything else you've been playing besides Elden Ring or is that the game that has consumed you entirely? No, you know what? I, I do want to do a shout out. I don't see him in the chat, uh, but I got a shout out uh, N64 Josh. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if you don't know who he is, you should. He does incredible Nintendo content. Uh, he's in, He was part of the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursdays. And then when I shut down yeah. that, you know, obviously... We uh, we're gonna bring him on, uh, you know, as as a guest moving forward. Uh, but he did he did me and Mrs. Boomstick a huge favor. Um, I reached out to the community because uh, I play Animal Crossings every night. I know people are like, well, that's boring and whatever. It's it's not. It it it, it I'm addicted to it. Like it's crazy how how much fun. And that came from my 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 nephew Tyler. Last May he stayed over and we've been hooked ever since. So we play I play that every every night. But uh, shout out to uh, N64 Josh who stopped by our our island and dropped off peaches. That's the only thing, the only fruit that we were missing from having <laughs> them all. And it, we, <laughs> we finally completed one of the, the, the biggest tasks to get all of them. So, again, maybe a lot of people don't care about Animal Crossing. Uh, we we love it. We have so much fun with it. But, uh, that yeah, that's, that, that's what's taking up my time. If it's not Animal Crossing... Every waking opportunity, dude. Like seriously, I go to bed thinking about it, and I wake up thinking about it. And that's Elden Ring. I, I, I am blown away how much fun I'm actually having with this game. And this game is punishing. It, 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 mm. it punches you in the teeth, and then asks you to go home to your mama. Uh, it, that, that, that's all I can say about it. But I'm. <laughs> Loving every, every minute of it. That is awesome, man. See, and I, since everyone is talking about that game like this, even the, the ones that say, I have never been a Souls fan, speak about this game like you do. Uh, and that's giving me severe FOMO. So <laughs> let's be honest, even though I'm saying I'm not, I'm still torn, I'm, I'm eventually going to buy it <laughs> just to be part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we move on to the news of the week, um, I want to read another super chat that came just in from Drawn TJ. He says, it's okay, but your health is more important. Indeed. Uh, thank you. And um, it's only postponed and not canceled. We will have our Age of Empires 4 match um, this weekend. All right. But with that, um, I want to move over to the news of the week. <laughs> All right. So we started the show by saying, <laughs> like it is, it is relatively light, but there have been some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, a lot of uh, people missed that. So um, I want to start with a bigger one that probably um, everyone has heard of. Uh, and that is that Game Pass could maybe end up on Steam. Gabe Newell um, from Wealth spoke about that. And he says that they are definitely open to talk about uh, Game Pass on Steam with Xbox. Now, my first thought was when I heard that is, man, they just released the Steam Deck and then they bring Game Pass to Steam. That means we could get our 
Xbox handheld device mm -hmm. um, through this. Boom, what are your thoughts? Would you like to see Game Pass on Steam? Um, and what what do you think this could um, could become? Well, I mean, listen, all you have to do is go back to the comment from Gabe. Like he he get, he went out of his way. He he's he owns Steam. He doesn't have to say this, but we know that. And you know, we know that the past Microsoft he wasn't a fan of. That's that's a confirmed fact. He worked for Microsoft. He left Microsoft. He made his own um, uh, billions. And you know, this is a much different Microsoft now. It's run by Satya yeah. Nadala. It's run by Phil Spencer, who is the head of Microsoft Gaming. And we understand what they both bring to the conversation and i and i and i think that is what uh gate that's why gabe newell is so uh willing to work with microsoft and to be honest with you hearing him say he wants to work with microsoft to get xbox game pass onto steam is a big deal more so even the the the, the steam deck which is which is releasing people are getting their emails we know that the, the reviews are out we've seen some of our favorite Uh, industry people like uh, Miles Dompierre and uh, Jeff Grubb, who's a friend of the program. Uh, he's been playing it. He said it's the greatest thing, uh, greatest piece of tech he's ever used. Uh, and, that, yeah. and that's people that's really big. love it. Yeah. And, and Gabe Newell actually delivers them. I saw himself. that. <laughs> that is freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah that's pretty that cool. That is really man. cool. Yeah. Um, I think it would be great for Microsoft. Uh, I mean, Steam, let's call let's call a spade a spade here, folks. Steam is the biggest uh PC centric place to buy games. And if you can get uh Xbox Game Pass integrated into that, well, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody because even Gabe said it in, the, in, in his commentary, right now Steam doesn't have its own game pass type of uh, of of system yeah and he said um gabe newell said um that they don't intend to that right uh, uh, to to make it their own subscription service but that they are very open to bring a game pass to it yeah yeah i think it would be big for both i think it's it's a win-win scenario absolutely um i mean listen If you want to go down a deep, if you want to go down a deep dark rabbit rabbit hole here, folks, I, I I'll take it to speculation town real quick. Please do so. When I when I when I see this kind of thing, this this happening, this 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 brotherly love between Gabe Newell and Phil Spencer, right? Again, this is just my opinion. I I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it could happen, considering they're buying Activision Blizzard. I will say that. When you see Gabe Newell saying that he wants to help Microsoft integrate Game Pass into the biggest PC marketplace like, in the entire yeah. planet, I, I guess it's the not just on PC, it is the biggest gaming um, uh, marketplace yeah. in the world. I, just real quick, uh, boom, sure. I want to put a poll into the chat and would like to hear from you guys. What do you think? Um, should uh, Game Pass come to Steam? Um, But yeah, please boom, continue. No, what and that's a great poll. That's a fantastic poll. And I think that you're going to get everyone to get, you know, to, to, to start talking about it because I start to wonder, you know, Gabe isn't going to be in the business forever, right? He he yeah. wants he he he's been in the business for many, many years. He's he's a millionaire. I I would even say potentially a billionaire. Uh obviously, Probably. yeah, you know. And uh, we know that at some point he's going to want to retire. He's getting he's getting up there. 
Um, and, you know, I'm sure that whoever he's going to sell to, he's going to want to make sure uh, the same way when Notch got out of the business. Uh, Notch, uh, who obviously, who was the uh, owner uh, of Minecraft. When he got yeah. out of the business, he wanted, you know, to make sure that Minecraft was going to be handled with the utmost respect and care. And that's yeah. why that's, there were some specific things in the contract to uh, make sure that Microsoft didn't lock it behind a, uh, an Xbox paywall, that they kept it multi-plat. Well, I have a strong suspicion, and again, this is just my opinion on it, just reading the tea leaves, and I could be wrong, that there is a good shot that Microsoft could be the uh, the, the next owners of Steam. And yeah. I, I, I don't before, see why they before. wouldn't. Yeah, before the the Activision Blizzard thing um, uh, appeared, uh, we had so many speculations about who is the next big publisher that they will acquire. What is that next big thing? And I always said it's gonna be Steam. So I would that was why I was su surprised about Activision Blizzard because I really thought that they go after Steam. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's to me it seems like an almost perfect evolution for where microsoft yeah. is going and obviously when you consider uh the activision I mean, again the activision blizzard purchase i mean we're talking about it now it's weeks since it was announced and i i still think that it's it's surreal like like yeah. who would have ever guessed it if i would have given everyone in this chat and we got quite a few people here a hundred guesses i don't think that the activision blizzard would ever would be anyone's yeah. um and and think about again microsoft wants to be the biggest platform in the world when it comes to gaming and they want to be able to offer that to as many as many customers you know people laughed at phil Boxenberger. If you remember, mm. we had these conversations yeah. <laughs> on the Xbox Factor podcast. People said, Phil's out of his mind, 3 billion gamers. What a joke, right? I yeah. mean, we heard these comments. Yeah, we heard and, those. And, 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 and <laughs> because I, they're going to be reaching people, you know, with King, the biggest. Yeah. I mean, they are literally one of the biggest uh, mobile, mobile uh, no. uh, platforms in the world, right? The only one that is um uh that comes close to the one that take two bought which is um oh my god uh the that escapes me but recently take two purchased them um so mm -hmm. it's it's so king being one of the biggest they're gonna they're gonna get a significant amount of people from from that aspect and we know that blizzard is is gonna come back in a big way under the tutelage of microsoft man could you imagine if they added steam to that oh my god oh, yeah. it would be crazy yeah and even if they don't uh, buy Steam, for Microsoft, it's really about reaching those $3 billion. Uh, they are not going to purchase Android either, but they are trying to bring Game Pass to Android and to yes. iOS. And PC is, uh, outside of the mobile space, still the biggest uh, single platform uh, gaming platform out there. And like you said in the intro, um, Steam is the biggest uh, marketplace uh, there is. And... Um, for them to bring Game Pass uh, to Game uh, to Steam would mean a super potential growth, um, and that's what what this is uh, all about for them. Uh, they want to grow Game Pass and the subscription service, and they really don't care from which device you log onto that service. They really don't. It's as long as you are subscribed and log into the service, and um, with Steam, um, they would reach suddenly millions hundreds of millions of new potential customers 
Yeah, no doubt. And I think the chat agrees with us. Um, 90% said, yes, I would like to see Game Pass on Steam. Um, so I'm just going to close the poll. Um, thank you guys for participating. But I think this is the overwhelming um, opinion here that um, that Game Pass um, on Steam would be probably a good thing, especially with that Steam Deck. Man, to, ha to, to be able to play uh, on a native, natively on a device, um, a handheld device, your Xbox library, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Boom, Game Pass also made other headlines this week because the new um, <clears throat> games for Game Pass in March, in the first half of March, were announced. And the biggest one is um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. But before we discuss Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I need to catch up on some of the Super Chats. Sure. Another one came in from Drawn TJ. He says, if I'm Phil Spencer, I would do it in return. Put Steam on Xbox. Man, <laughs> that big. would be something. That would be big. Um, but I think that is probably really hard because um, many of these games um, would have to be changed in order to run natively on yeah. the console. So, um, but it would be a, a big move, a big move. Yeah. And the, uh, the next super chat comes also in from Drawn to Chains. He says, let me make a prediction. Game Pass Ultimate goes to 25 a month, but it has Steam in it, including your Steam library. Yeah. Now we're I mean, talking. Um, yeah. If you, if you could inclu include um, the entirety of Steam, make that available. Poof, that that. That would be landscape shifting. Um, that. What do you think? I think it would be. Listen, I'm not a PC guy. Like I have one Steam game, right? You know. So for me, like it, it, it doesn't ring the bell for me. Uh, it would ring the bell for a lot of people. I'm not a PC guy. Everyone knows that. I'm a console guy. Will I eventually get a monster, uh, you know, custom built PC? Yeah, I, I think once you know, once we. Uh, you know, we, we, we I, get, I get my own studio, which is, you know, something mm. we're working on right now. So once I, once I can get, you know, that, then yes, then maybe, maybe it means something like my brother is a, Neo Mental has become like a P, PC ultimate. He's buying <laughs> so many games on PC. He actually bought a pre-built and had a 3070 in it, uh, which was awesome. Nice. Um, and uh, he's quite enjoying it. And he, <laughs> And uh, he see he would be able to take advantage of that because being able to play all of your games in one location on one box would be mm -hmm. incredible. Um, but yeah. I, I I think it's it's safe to say that one of the biggest things for Microsoft is to be able to get Game Pass everywhere, yeah. and obviously it's available on PC. Uh, but getting it on Steam would be just monstrous for it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Man, let's move on to to the game uh, that big game that is coming to Game Pass, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me briefly change the gameplay because I have actually played the game uh, last year. Um, and so here we go. I need to remove this one. Okay, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Boom. Have you played it? Do you think oh, this is dude, a big get I... for for uh, Game Pass? Listen, folks. Here's the thing. Uh, if you missed out on this game, I, I please take me up on my advice 
and go and play this game. It was one of the best single-player games to come out last year that everyone seemed to miss. I I, I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to put out I a agree. tweet yeah. that uh, I said that the writing in this game was James, James Gunn-level good. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you. If you're a fan of the films and you appreciate what he's done for the two films, you will appreciate the writing in this. Uh, it, and, and he actually favored and retweeted it, which is but which is bonkers. And that's actually the second time he's done that. So he's not following me yet, but I'm I, I'm hoping that happens. You're getting so. there. You're getting there. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, I fully agree with that tweet. Um, it I think Guardians was the biggest surprise for me in 2021. Yeah, I did not expect that game to be on on such a level because when they initially shown it, um, uh, it it showed really poor. The, the graphics were not there. It ran real poor, even though that was pre-recorded footage from Square, um, which is, is crazy. And um, the reception was really not that good. But when it came out, it reviewed really well. And everyone who played it tweeted about it that he or she loves it. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually bought it too. And I did not regret it because, like you said, the writing is exceptional. It's so funny. I had to put the controller down multiple times because I had to laugh so hard. Um, it's it's really funny. The gameplay, I really enjoyed it. The combat is very simple in the beginning of the game, but the more you play and the more you progress and level your characters up, uh, the more diverse it gets. You have to really take advantage then of the environment and everything. The story is good. So, yeah, I agree, Boom. Big, big get for, for Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, and again, it just goes to show you that the relationship that uh, Microsoft has with Square Enix is is uh, is notable uh, because yeah. they did have Avengers in Game Pass and now they have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is mm -hmm. great. Let me ask you a question because um, we have seen over the last weeks uh, a lot of discussions in the Xbox community that... There is a gap in, in the Xbox portfolio until the fall, uh, until Redfall and Starfield and probably Forza and all these games come out. So the first half of the year is relatively empty and we've heard multiple times that um, Game Pass, uh, that, that Xbox wants to fill that gap with Game Pass games. Do you think that games like this one here is the way to fill the, this gap or do they need to do more? Look, here's the thing. What we have to understand is, you know, Microsoft was very fortunate last year, right? Uh, as someone that has been only doing the YouTube for four years, but has been an Xbox fan since the beginning, since the OG Xbox, I think, yeah. I think it would be a hard point to argue that 2021 was the best first party output in a decade. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Um, Again, your mileage might vary on whether or not you thought Psychonauts was great or Flight Simulator or, or Age of Empires, right? Th these are yeah. three very specific genre titles that, that may not be in your wheelhouse. One's a platformer, one's a flight sim, and one's strategy. So maybe those, aren't, maybe those three games aren't your bag. And if that, in fact, is the case, I'm not going to argue that. But we can't take away from the fact that on top of those three games... You also had Halo, both single-player and multiplayer, and you also had Forza Horizon 5, 
which is probably the best driving game in the history of driving yeah. games, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a, that's an incredible year. Well, 2021, as incredible as it was, did we're following a very same weather pattern. The first part of the year, Boxenberger for Xbox was very dry. It was a little yep. light, and True. they and they depended on Xbox Game Pass to kind of uh, you know uh, toe the line, if you will, fill fill the the void. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to get a bunch of surprises uh, that we don't know about. I think games like Guardians of the Galaxy are a huge get. It was one of listen. It was one of the biggest games that no one played last yes, year. Absolutely. And a lot of the people that played it brought it up in the game of the year discussion. It was in it mine. It was that good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it, it, it was it was in my it was I believe it was my number th- I think it was my number three game. As a matter of fact, yeah. our group game of the year, based on the point system that uh Jay the Retro Gamer came up with, which is something we do every year wind up being the group game of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Um like like we said, it is fantastic. You can see some of the footage from the early part of the game here. Mm-hmm. So no spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh I always I try to pay attention, especially with single player games that I don't po- uh, put up gameplay that will spoil you anything um story wise. But that game is fantastic. It looks great. It runs great. Like you said, last year they did the same. They filled uh, with Game Pass the, the first half of the year, that, but they had some day one launches like um, Outriders and yep. MLB The Show, of course, mm-hmm. was a big back. surprise, yeah, which is coming this year. Do you think they need to get another day one game before they release? So what would be your guess? What, oh, what would man. be the perfect... You know, it's you need funny. to think about something. I have because I have one in my head that I Please, can't get means. out of my uh, head. Yeah, yeah talk um, about it. We have that rumor that Gotham Knights is coming out <sighs> early this year because um, Warner Brothers has Hogwarts Legacy and uh, Suicide Squad at the end of the year, and the rumors are that uh, Gotham Knights is actually scheduled for the first half of the year, and that would be the get that they yeah. need. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, first of all, um, I'm not sure whether you know or not, uh, um, Suicide Squad got delayed. So that's not coming this year. That, that's it's just a rumor. Just oh, a rumor. Really? And they actually and they, they actually said, uh, came out and said that it is still scheduled, it's still oh, on track or okay. something like that. Uh, for yeah. some reason, I thought that was, that, that was basically, well, look, I, I'll, I'll say this. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Now, again... Suicide Squad is probably going to be good. It's rock steady, right? Yeah. So you know it's going to be quality. Um, but a lot of people aren't really talking about Gotham Knights. Now, yeah. Gotham Knights, four-player co-op, which is... I, I think it's four-player co-op. I'm almost it's positive up to it's, four players, but you can also is, play single-player if you, you want. Yeah, you can play yeah. single-player. You just have, you know, there'll, there'll be NPCs, which is yeah. great. That same team... Okay, which is um, WB Montreal. Yes. They brought, uh, out of the, the four Batman games, and listen, I, I know a lot of people discount it. Their their first Batman game was freaking phenomenal. It was Absolutely awesome. phenomenal. Absolutely. It had um, some of the best boss fights in the entire series. Um, it was great. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, if you turn on your Xbox right now, what do you see there? The advertisement for the Batman, right? We've yeah. seen 
that uh, Microsoft has partnered with WB for sales this year a couple of times, a couple of times last year. There's a working relationship between them. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think that if I'm Phil Spencer, right, and I'm looking at our input, or should I say output, of first-party games, it's it's not going to pick up until the summer. So you got to go from January to June. You, 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 you got to have some offerings in there. And I think you're onto something. I think that if you're going to go out and get anything big that's going to make headlines, that is going Absolutely. to make people potentially come and subscribe to the service who are not there. We, we know they're 25 million strong. I, I would dare even say they're closer to 30. They just yeah. said 25. That's just my opinion on it. You go and you say in a year, because this this week ba the Batman releases and it's getting incredible reviews, yeah. right? Um I have my tickets for next week. Going there you to go. theater next and, week, and, yeah. And there you go. So back end, keeping the Batman in the conversation, you bring Gotham Knights to Xbox Game Pass day and date, there, you, you're going to get more subscribers, and you're going yeah. and, to, and what it does is it fills the gap of your first party. And I don't, I don't yeah. think they should just stop there. I, I think we should see, we should see at least two or three, but that's a great pick, dude. That, that took mm. words right out of my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, like like you said, boom. Um, a couple of more would be great. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's see. We are all waiting that Microsoft is actually talking about uh, news and games. And um, but we had that discussion last week uh, whether Xbox needs an event soon or not. And I think uh, you and I we are on the same page here. Mm -hmm. They they need something before E three and yeah. and and talk a little bit about something. Dude, before we move over to Halo, I want to uh, read one of the Super Chats again from Drawn TJ. He says, the reason why I posted that Super Chat was because Xbox consoles have keyboard and mouse support. That's why I think it would work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's referring to the um, bring Steam to uh, Xbox um, uh, Super Chat from earlier. And absolutely, um, with mouse and keyboard, that would take out a lot of the, the issues. Um, no doubt. Um, yeah, it it it. Since these since PC and consoles are so close, they will run now on the same architecture x86. So um, it it could definitely work in theory. Um, let's see. Um, there is definitely something uh, going on with Xbox and Steam. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. Boom! I want to talk to you about Halo Infinite, um, one of the best games from last year. I think it was your pick for Game of the Year, even mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, right? Um, so, uh, I want to, um, discuss with you something because, um, on windows central, um, they put up an article that inspired me to, to make this a topic in today's show. They posted about, um, Halo fans being frustrated about the poor communication and the non-existing roadmap of Halo infinite. Um, let me. Uh, give you some perspective what I'm talking about. Um, multiple big-time YouTubers um, have openly complained about missing communication and that Halo Infinite is actually really not a live service game, even though it was promoted as such, because live service games have content coming and they have a roadmap. Um, even on Reddit, some of the top posts um, on, on Halo Infinite subreddit echo these concerns. Um, they the, people say stuff like that they, they are tired of begging for the bare minimum and pleading three for three industries to tell uh, us what is happening with this game what's the roadmap 
And it's not just the missing content and the communication and the roadmap. It's also all these reports of the ongoing cheating and game-breaking issues um, still present midway through the season one. And season two just got delayed in January. They said they will give an update in February. Now we have March and still nobody knows. What is going on? What do you think? Is this uh, only fanboys complaining or is there really something to it what do you think what is the state of halo infinite i mean you, you you can't argue the fans frustration right like you know normally seasons you know they they, they come every three months and there's new content drops and we and, and we we knew from the from the jump though that the that a lot of the stuff that we were promised were getting was getting delayed right like forge and you know, Forge was getting delayed. Co-op yeah. was getting co delayed. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, we 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 knew that May was going to be the next season. Now I don't know how much of that has changed. It, you know, it, I think it's still on for May. Uh, we are in March. There are a lot of people that have gone through the hundred uh, levels and are maxed out and have nothing left to do but play the game. Yeah. Um. Me, I'm level fifty-one just about to hit level 52. Um, I said I was going to come back and play it, but again, when, when you produce four shows and you're trying to play games, there's there's very, unfortunately, there's, there's very little time to dedicate yourself to, um, you know, one uh, one multiplayer game, which is, it, it's, it's hard, it's, it's tough. Um, but if you are a, a regular multiplayer, uh, a Halo multiplayer person, a gamer, I can understand yeah. the frustration. It it makes it makes a lot of sense. People want content. Uh, Apex Legends always getting content. Uh, you know, to take uh, take take Fortnite always getting content, or take your favorite, you know, gas game. It, it's always getting new content. So, um, yeah, the, I mean, I I I I don't know what to say, dude. Honestly, mm -hmm. I, I think people have a right to be disappointed. I have a, I, I feel that yeah. there's a, there is a right to be frustrated uh, with, with with the you know with what they have offered so far. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I I think, and this is this is something that they, I think they're going to have to do be a little bit better on. You know, up to the lead up of of Halo, their transparency was great. Like they were always on Twitter, they were always on the socials, giving us updates. They had these monthly blog posts. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they're going to have to get back to doing that, dude. Yeah, I want to know from you guys in the chat. Uh, what are your thoughts? What is the state of Halo Infinite? Um, I put up a po I, I will put in a po another poll. Uh, I definitely want to hear your thoughts as well. See, boom. Uh, my thoughts are I totally understand what they uh, what what the frustration is because um, when Halo Infinite came out, the only complaint I heard um, underneath all this praise that the game rightfully got, it was fantastic, is there are not enough maps on the multiplayer. That was probably the biggest complaint I heard, um, besides of course missing co-op, but. Um, that missing uh, or that there are not enough um, um, maps for the multiplayer. And I was one of these players that just got a little bored after a while playing the same maps, same modes over and over again. I just dropped out. And the problem with 
multiplayer games these days is once you're out, you're usually out. It's really hard to get players back into a game rather than keep them in the game. And that's why Fortnite, for instance, brings out content uh, even more frequently than the three-month uh, season um, um, cycle, yeah? And other ongoing multiplayer live service games like um, Apex or Warzone, they have a much better cadence uh, than Halo does. Um, and um, it was promised three months after launch, season two, they delayed that season. Now it's it's, like you said, May. And nobody knows what will that mean. Will that mean just another mode? What will we get maps? And you you said it. Um, they have been so transparent in the lead up to Halo Infinite, and suddenly they stopped communicating with the fan base. And if you cannot, for some reason, provide a couple of new maps uh, or other new content, a new mode or something, um, be at least transparent. I don't see the hold up why you wouldn't talk about what you have planned to your fans, uh, especially when fans are um, talking about this. And the other thing is, we have I remember talking on the Xbox Factor podcast with you um, right after launch, multiple times on multiple shows over multiple weeks about the cheating issue. And that also has not been addressed. Yep. Um, and I think in this day and age where you have for an online multiplayer shooter so much competition that simply does these kind of things um, better. They communicate openly their roadmaps. They have more content on a regular basis coming and so on. So um, I think 343 really needs to step their game up here um, because, again, once the players are out, they are usually out and it's really hard to bring them back. You would need something really big. Look, look, Halo is going to be okay, right? I, I, I don't, I don't want us to, to anyone in the chat and anyone that's going to listen to this on uh, the VOD afterwards to suggest that we are doom and glooming uh, Halo. No, no. Halo no. is incredible, but... Thanks. But for me, as someone that appreciates both sides of the coins, I love the multiplayer, love the single player. We need to find out when the new content is coming. Now, if you don't want to be specific dates because you're afraid of disappointing the fans, I completely understand. And I'm with you. I'm will I'm willing to give a little bit, get, you know, give them the wiggle room that they need because again, COVID's still a thing, right? Uh, Halo is is you know it's it, it's it's a flagship big title. They want to put out the content. They want to get it right. Completely understand, but the transparency aspect must be addressed. That must be a part yeah. of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, like you said, you can delay the content, but you can't delay the communication with the fans. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I want to read one of the super chats that came in from Dave Ramos. He says, as a sandbox, I figured both multiplayer and single player would be extended, e.g. more biomes, new single, pl uh, single player episodes, 343 Industries yes. put more infinite uh, in Halo, communicate. Mm. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, well, I, 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 I get you. If if multiplayer is, and that's a, that's an interesting point, uh, Boxenberger. I, I want to yeah. get your opinion on this because 
if you can't deliver on the multiplayer because they they have these grand expectations, yeah. I understand completely. Understand, no questions asked from me. Here's the prop, but here here's a solution. What about the story content that we've been hearing about? The rumored yeah. story Agreed. content. When is that coming? At least tease them. You know, gamers are patient folks. If you get them excited, um, and yeah. if you if you give them something to look forward to, people gamers can wait. Uh, I've I've seen that in the community. They understand delays. They understand that. But what they what you need to give them is to something to hang on to. And um, it's a great point from Dave Ramos. Um, mm -hmm. Single player content would also be something to bridge that gap. That you or, or that that void that you have in the on the in the multiplayer part, um, just talk to us. Just tell us what is it, what are your plans. For me, I've heard that comment on another podcast, and I can't remember who said it, so I don't want to get credit for it. But it is is a fantastic argument. Um, is is one thing though. You don't launch a in at the end of 2021 a live service game without having new content post-launch content already prepared you just don't do that because you know you cannot develop complete new content from the ground up in three months until the players need something more to play something new to play so um there is something going on at three for three um because that is very unusual and i like the idea of a single player um uh content i my thought is with this ongoing infinite uh, halo um, was that after a year or so we see that, but they could definitely uh, bridge the multiplayer thing uh, with that. So in, in chat, people really um, seem to agree with uh, this. Um, the poll said, um, what are your thoughts uh, for Halo Infinite? All is good. Only 19% clicked that. 43% uh, said they need content asap and 38 percent uh, they need better communication so yeah um only now it, it just changed to 18 percent um uh only 18 percent say it's all good and more than 80 percent agree with us um that they need to at least communicate if not really bring something out for players to be entertained in halo so i just closed that poll now and um, boom, I want to move on um, to another uh, news item of the week. And um, let me just take real quick a note for the timestamps later. And that is um, Sega. I know you're a big Sega fan. Um, I, I mean, who isn't? Who isn't? Um, Sega has a lot of unannounced games. The RTG studio head, Nagoshi, came out this week in an interview with Tocho Docho. Never heard of that site, but they got him. Um, and he said the following, and I want to quote now. Um, about he, he was asked about games and games coming from Sega, the Sega Studios, and he said the following. The only one I can talk about right now is Yakuza 8, but we have a lot of unannounced titles that are currently in development. At some point, I'll be able to discuss some things that I think will surprise you all, so look forward to that. So... There are, outside of the next Yakuza, a lot of Sega games in development, and they are apparently going to surprise us. Um, boom. What would be such a big surprise? And what are your thoughts on this statement from uh, the studio head? 
Uh, it, you know, it's 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 exciting. As someone who who still heralds the Dreamcast as my favorite console of all time, right? Uh, with with Xbox 360, like like within a pinch of of of, of a tie, uh, I would love to see Sega come back in a big way. Specifically for me, uh, I want to see Sonic. We have the new Sonic Frontiers coming out, or apparently supposedly going to be coming out by year's end. I'm. I have big, big thoughts and theories as to what they can deliver with the new Sonic. We have the new Sonic film also releasing. I believe it's April first. Um, so I'm excited at because I I loved the first film. I, I I I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, and damn, it was pretty good to be honest with you. Um, so I'm looking forward uh, to hearing what they do with Sonic. What surprises? I mean they. Man, they have such an incredible plethora of uh, of IP, right? Like they have so many incredible IPs. Uh, I believe that House of the Dead is getting is 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 launching this year. It's been remade. Uh, I believe it's going to be coming on all the consoles. Originally, it was uh, yeah. announced only for the Switch, which I don't care because me and Mrs. Boom are going to play that. Uh, we yeah. loved it on the on the Dreamcast. We used to have the guns and everything. It was awesome. Um, yeah. As there a was, surprise, there was a, a, a club uh, in the city I grew up, and they had only one arcade machine in that. And that club. was it. We were there every Friday, and it was House <laughs> of the Dead. And after like too much beer, it was always for us House of the Dead. Who pays the next round? Um, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 a classic. It's a classic game. I I personally would love to see it, uh, but for a surprise. For me, dude, I would love for, for them to remake Jet Jet Set Radio, or oh, even that's just a good one. I mean, look, if you look at Jet Set right now, like even today, from the Dreamcast, the game still looks gorgeous. Like yeah. it still looks beautiful. If they would bring that back, that's an IP. I mean, that, again, they have a plethora of IPs to come back. That particular one for me would be the biggest surprise the one i would want to see the most mm -hmm. for me to be honest i would love to see skies of arcadia return um oh that's a great one dude that's another yeah. wow dude that's great and i i've seen so many sega fans talk about that game so i'm still hoping that they hear that the fans want a new one uh, or a remake I, I also would take a remake here um but that that would be something something cool yeah man um sega still um getting fans excited i love to see it um and I, of course let us know in chat also what what would you like to see come from sega um and what would, are, are your hopes that one of these unannounced sega games are let me read one of the super chats coming in again from drawn tj thank you so much for the ten dollars he says i hope they add warzone the Warzone mode from Halo 5, but in Battle Royale mode, aspect the flood are the border closing in and we drop in drop pots. Um, yeah, man, that Warzone mode from Halo 5, um, that PvPVE mode, I loved it. I, it would be fan a fantastic addition. And I was actually surprised that Halo Infinite didn't have a multiplayer mode where you play against um, at least some sort of AI. That really surprised me. Um, I'd love to see that come back. All right. And 
uh, we have another one again coming in again from the draw TJ. Thank you so much for the generosity. He says they need to definitely remake Vigilante 8 and Midtown Madness. Oh, I forgot about Vigilante. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, they need. That would be really, really cool. Sega has so many IPs uh, that people hold have so much nostalgia for it i think um if they would focus a little bit more on remakes they could really make a lot of money because people want those people really want those okay boom um let's move on to another topic uh, i want to move over to playstation because i know you also own a playstation uh always have and a big game came or actually comes out tomorrow um that is gran turismo 7 have you seen any footage of it? Any reviews? What are your thoughts on on Gran Turismo Seven? Are you excited? You going to get it? No, no, I I am not uh, going to get it. Uh, here's the thing. Um, one of one of one of my biggest uh, issues with uh, Sony not having their own Game Pass esque service is this is the reason. Um, here in New York, yep. a game. Any, any PlayStation game, seventy six forty three with tax. Still super cheap. Dude, we pay 80 euros here in Europe. That is, uh, depending on exchange rate, 90 to 93 US dollars. No, I mean, listen, I, I, I am not arguing, brother. I, I hear what you're saying, and, 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 and that's, that definitely sucks. There's no doubt about it. But here's yeah. the thing. Gran Turismo is a game that is one that I would be interested to play if I was paying $15 a month for a service. I'm not going to go out and spend the money. I don't care. I mean, it's currently, folks, it has over 85 reviews, and it's sitting at an 88 meta, which that's great. That's a, that's a, that's a great game. If you're a PlayStation fan, you are eating well. You had Horizon uh, two, two Fridays ago, and now you got Gran Turismo. Eaton's good for PlayStation. Oh, and you also had Sifu. So you've had back-to-back-to-back good games. Yeah. Um, and they're going I, to continue. Ghostwire Tokyo is coming out at, uh, yeah. I think, March 25th. End of March, uh, definitely. And, yeah, Forspoken also is coming out in June. So, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, great picks. Uh, I mean, all, yeah. all great picks. And you know something? I, I, I think that... You know, again, if you're a PlayStation-centric gamer, you, you got you got a lot to look forward to. First half of the year, excellent for you, for, for sure. Uh, but Gran Turismo for me, nah, it's for me, it's a pass. I, I'm just yeah. I'm just not interested. Uh, I, I fair point, fair point. On this particular topic, I want to read a super chat coming from JC Calam Calamaro. I, I hope I didn't butcher your name. Sorry, dude. Um, he says, my PS5 came in today and I did pre-order GT7. Dude, first of all, congrats on getting a, getting one. Absolutely. I hope you have a blast with it. Um, it is great. Let let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts uh, on the console once you had a chance to check it out. And GT7, you pre-ordered it. Good on you. Um See, the thing is, if you are into sim races, I'm glad that um, Sony put out apparently a very good one. Um, it's getting yeah. great reviews. It does look good. Um, a lot better than the first gameplay that they have shown. Um, we, 
Um, the reviews are great. The physics are apparently really good. My personal take is I'm not the biggest fan of sim racers. And here your point about the pricing of the of the games come comes in. Would I get uh, try it out on a Game Pass like service? Um, of course I would. I 100% would, and I would probably get a good couple of hours out of it. Will I invest 80 euros again, 93 US dollars into this? Um, probably that's, that's, not. That's a tough ask, Prob dude. <laughs> probably not. Um, that is that is the thing with this price hike from Sony. I really double think um, about a purchase. It's not impulse buys for me anymore, and the fear, the FOMO <laughs> aspect um, is is always something you have to balance out. Yeah, with um, with your wallet um, and the the the. The games I, I gladly purchased Horizon Forbidden West day one. I know I knew I will get at least 30 to 40 awesome hours out of this. And I don't see that with for me personally with uh, GT7. I usually drop out of sim races after five hours and then uh, move on to something else. And for that, I'm not going to spend the 80 euros. But it's definitely um great that PlayStation has this um great racer now. And we will see. Um, rumor ha have it that Xbox gamers also get a, a game um, a sim racer at the end of this year um, with Forza Motorsport. Um, heavily rumored to come out this year, so we shall see. Another game that comes out soon is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And this week we had the previews dropping um, all over the place. Um, have you... Um, seen any of these previews and are you excited for the game boom yeah dude look here's the thing uh we were talking in the green room before we went yeah. live um i was a huge borderlands fan i played through one and two multiple times uh both the regular versions and the hd versions when they were released um and even played the prequel um i could not get into uh borderlands 3 now i don't know if that's a me problem i don't know if that was i just was over the whole borderlands thing i think tiny tina is a great character i i, I love her how funny she is a any scene that she's in it's always a laugh riot though unfortunately for me dude nope i just another game that i would just be like yeah if i bought it it would probably be just me throwing my money away um, okay. I'm hoping, yeah. So I, I, I'm not definitely, I'm definitely not getting this. Yeah, I mean, I always say not every game is for every gamer. Um, Indeed, I'm a big Borderlands fan, and I can't wait for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, the previews are actually really good. They say the gunplay is probably the best in the series to date. Apparently, the music is really good, and the and the uh, enemy and character designs are really diverse. And it's not just a reskin of the Borderlands three enemies, but that they have really new enemy types with different characteristics and so on. Um, the only uh, complaint that I heard in the in the previews is that. Apparently, um, some of the humor is a little bit over the top and sometimes a little bit juvenile, but um, overall, previews are really um, good, and I can't wait um, for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, 
And I'm glad they also included, of course, co-op. So we probably will have some community uh, uh, game sessions with that game. Um, let me know in chat uh, if whether you are excited for Tiny Tina's Wonderland and if you are looking forward to it. Um, definitely want to hear that also from the community. Man, um, another uh, topic I'd like to briefly touch on, just briefly with you, Boom, is something when i read that this week i had i thought immediately of you my first thought because i know you're a big resident evil fan and resident evil 2 3 the the remakes and resident evil 7 are getting next gen patches um to take full advantage of the current gen hardware we we need to stop to call them um <laughs> current uh, next gen it's current, current gen. gen by now. <laughs> it's current gen by now. And boom. Um, what do you think? Uh, next gen patches for Resident Evil. You're going to revisit them? You know, here's the thing. I beat Resident 2 uh, six times. Uh, three on the uh, Xbox. Three on the PlayStation. Uh, I beat Resident 7. Uh, I, I think I think it's three times each on the on, on both Xbox and PlayStation. I beat Resident Three, the remake, twice on each. Um, you know what? If if you told me that I could go into this and get the achievements or trophies all over again, then I probably would to see what it looks like on my my TV that takes advantage of HDR and everything. I'm going to be honest with you. There were a lot of people that missed out on these games. If you are, if you're one of these uh, gamers that didn't play these for whatever reason it may be, maybe your backlog's too big, maybe you don't like scary games, now you do. If you missed out, this is going to be great because they looked gorgeous, Box yes. and Burger, and it, on the old hardware. I could only imagine, and I'm a huge, I'm, a, I'm an RE freak. Like, I've beaten yeah. every game in the series, even games you never even heard of, I've beaten. <laughs> Um, I know whenever we talk about Resident Evil, you come up with some Resident Evil game I haven't even heard of. <laughs> Dude, I have them all in storage. They were first-person shooter Resident games that a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? First-person shooter? Yeah, an actual like House of the Dead shooter for Resident Evil. They made they made some really wacky ones, but it's I I think that it's great, dude. Like I I just love how uh capcom and this is this is a this is a dig at you sony anyone from sony is watching this this is for you they're not charging yeah you got you own the game there you go upgrade for free that's upgrade what i'm talking exactly. about yeah yeah that's how these next gen uh, patches should be handled no doubt no doubt Man, before we move over to the community questions of this week, I want to read another super chat coming in from John TJ. He says, the reason why I won't get a PlayStation is no Game Pass-like service. Also, cloud saves locked behind the paywall and no game sharing plus no reward system like Microsoft Rewards. I think um, it is no secret that I also say that the value proposition has significantly changed with the introduction of Game Pass, the way how we think about value in, in gaming, and um, that this is probably the biggest change that Microsoft has introduced into the gaming space ever. Um, because now that we have Game Pass and we are used to Game Pass um, game or, or first-party games coming into the service day one, 
you just think differently about the value proposition on other platforms. I do that not just with PlayStation, also with Nintendo, to be honest. Um, they they didn't Nintendo didn't change anything particularly, but I reconsider my thoughts when I think about whether to get the game or not. Um, is this really worth the money that I'm putting in? Um, and that is de definitely something that Game Pass has changed. What do you think, Boom? I mean, I can't argue a point. I, can, I yeah. can't argue a point. So then let's move over to the community questions. I love the jingle. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So the community questions each and every week. Um, the community can write in on Twitter, on YouTube, um, different questions. So you can be a part of the show even when you're not watching live. And now let me just really cha briefly change the gameplay because uh, we ran out of this one. Um, and so let's look at some Cyberpunk next-gen gameplay. Um, here. All right. So there we go. All right. Like I said, community questions, the community can write in um, different kind of questions. Uh, even when you're not listening live, you can be part of the show this way. And the first one of this week comes in from Astrologer Pop, a.k.a. Dave Ramos. Um, he says, okay, it's not gaming related, my question, but can Boom share share how he makes his butterball turkey bacon? I made it once from a recollection, but I've since forgotten his method. Some I, of the best bacon chips ever. I will be more than happy to share my, 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 uh, my chef level baking, crispiest bacon in the world. This is what you have to do. You pan fry it for about... I don't know, five or seven minutes. And then you you, you want to make sure you don't want to burn the bacon. You just want to make sure that it's kind of golden brown, right? Once you get your, your bacon done, what you're going to do very simply is you're going to take a, a paper towel, right? Oh, like, or, yeah, and, and you're going to lay the bacon on the paper towel. Usually I use like a, like a, like a, a Dixie plate or something. And I put the paper, uh, the, the paper towel there, lay it on there. Then you take a second piece of paper towel. And you lay it across the top, and you pat it because you want to get you want to get out of that you want to get rid of the oil, right? You want to you want to get rid of the the excess fat, and you just pat it. And the way it is, you put it into the microwave for two minutes, and then once the two minutes up, you wait. I don't know, wait about a minute for it to kind of cool off. I am telling you, folks, it it will be the crispiest, most delicious bacon you have ever eaten in your entire life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks for sharing this here with us. <laughs> All right. The next one is actually gaming related and coming in from Cybernox. Um, good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. That's my man, Cybernox. Yeah. He asks, um, with all the praises and criticism Elden Ring has been getting and the mixed reviews between fans, do you think it would have benefited the game and gamers for it to have a demo? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, it's a great question. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to tell you why. Because for me, as a yeah. gamer who is not the Souls guy, right? I'm not a Souls guy. Everyone knows that. I talk about it all the time on my own shows. Here's the thing. 
you would have to give away four to five hours for me to understand what I was playing because you put an hour demo in there. Let's say you give me two hours to play it and you come up and you come up for air for the first time and you, you, you know, you, you open up the doors and you're out in the big world. You're probably going to die 50 times and you're going to be like, yep, mm. this, this ain't for me. I am sorry. Yep. So I, I, I think it would actually potentially hurt new players coming in. Now, again, that's my opinion, especially with this, uh, difficulty level um you might frustrate newbies and in a demo you don't have the same patience than in the game that you have paid 60 bucks or 70 euros for it um then you probably stick a little longer to the game and then maybe it clicks with you and you see what what the game actually has to offer i agree with you there is a reason we talked about this actually just the other day on the midweek mix-up podcast um, there is a reason why we don't have demos these days anymore. Boom, you, you're an old guy like me. <laughs> you remember the times when we when we had magazines. We didn't have the internet. We had magazines, and every magazine had their demo disc yeah. attached to the cover. Yeah, um, Those demos are gone. And the reason is that market research has shown that demos actually hurt game sales because people play a short piece of the game, and then they go out and... You know how it is. They people like to trash games, and word to mouth advertisement isn't the best way, and that's why they stopped making demos, especially in this day and age, where some guy just goes on Reddit with the username uh, Xbox Sucks One Two Three and posts uh, one buck, and and suddenly the great. entire game is broken. Yeah, um, that's just the world we live in, and developers don't want that. And you brought up a great point with Elden Ring, particularly. It is a, um, it is uh, hard to to bring the the patience in a demo with such a high difficulty level. So, Cybernox, great question, great question. Yeah. Um, another one comes in from Lost Forever Plays. He said, "Will we get to stream to YouTube on the Xbox dashboard just like we can now via uh, to Twitch?" They that's something that they a lot a lot of people have been hey, listen. That's not the first time I've heard that conversation. A lot I I would love to do that because then I wouldn't mind recording my content to YouTube, putting it up on my channel. Hey, listen, quick play of me, you know, playing the game, and that I think it's great. The problem with that is is that for some reason, Google and Microsoft they just don't know how to play nice with each other, man. I I mean. It took a long time to get Twitch integrated into the console, back into the console, because during the 360 days. I don't know why it took so long, but it's there. Um, I, I, I would love uh, Microsoft to extend the olive branch and try and get that for their players. That That's just my opinion. I think it's a great question. I, and uh, no, that's, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Would I? Are they working on it? Potentially. I, 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 but I'd love to see it. What about you, Boxenberger? Yeah, I, I love to see it. Um, I don't think that Microsoft needs to do a lot of work. I think this is a, this one is on Google. Um, it's a Google thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. it is a Google thing. Um, and we should actually not ask Microsoft because I think there is no reason why Microsoft doesn't want this included. Um, and you can do it on, on the PlayStation. So um, it's not that YouTube or Google has anything per se against this. But... Um, 
there there must have happened something on on Xbox in between Google and and Microsoft that they don't do this. But I think it would definitely be a great thing to be able to stream directly to YouTube and not just to Twitch. Um, no doubt. Um, another community question comes in from uh, Red Tornado One Three Eight. He says. What do you guys think about Roundhouse Studio? If you look at the talents of the studio, you realize that they have so much potential to create something massive. So what do you guys think uh, they are working on? Now, Roundhouse is really a studio no one talks about. When, when you talk about the Xbox Game Studios, um, it, 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 always the, um, the, the big studios come up, yeah? Uh, but... Yeah, Roundhouse um, is is a studio that nobody talks about. Boom, what do, what do you think uh, that they are working on? You know what? <clears throat> Very much like the uh, people that brought us We Happy Few, right? Mm -hmm. um, whatever game that they're working on excited Phil Spencer in such a way that when he was asked specifically what what game that we don't know about is he most excited for the fans to finally see come to fruition and, and uh, it, it it was it was the we happy few uh developer yeah uh, roundhouse studios of compulsion games yeah, yeah. I, and I, I i don't know if this is going to come to fruition or not i, I have a strong feeling that, that game is going to release this year um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean their last game, Rune 2, was it 2018 or 19? So it's been a while. It's, it's been a while, definitely. Yeah. It's been a while. I have a theory. I have a theory. Um, I want to hear your thoughts. You remember when Fallout 4 came out? Yeah, we had this Fallout game that was on mobile, on console, Fallout Shelter. You remember that game? Now, this year, we have Starfield coming out. And wouldn't it be awesome if, if Bethesda or Team Xbox now uh, makes another company uh, or uh, another smaller game to accompany the big brother Fall, um, um, Starfield, especially now that they have that ecosystem where you can play it on mobile, you can play it on, on console, on PC, and you have that... Um, Starfield Shelter, or whatever it will be called, kind of game. And Roundhouse would be a perfect developer to do such a game. What, what do you think? I agree. I don't see why not. Uh, again, it's it's one of those. It's a studio that I think we're going to look back at this conversation and say, "Man, they were the they were the dark horse. Like we didn't expect that to be coming." Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, 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 I would love to see it. I mean, they, ha again, they have so many studios and, and forget the fact that, you know, they have a total of 34 once this, this Activision deal goes through and it's, it's going to go through. It's just going to take a little bit longer because of, yeah. the, of the, the, the amount and the ink, the, how, you know, intricate it is going to be, especially in this, in, in, in the political times that we're living in, but, Dude, I, I I would love to see Roundhouse Studios do something original. I, I love original. I mean, listen, we we all want the next Fallout, right? We all want the next uh, Doom and the you know the the yeah. you know the whatever. But I I I think one of the things I'll, I'll take it a, a bit further. Um, I would love to see them do 
what they want to do. If they, if they have an IP mm. that they want to go after that Microsoft owns, l- let them at it. If if you feel let they them. have the talent to do it, uh, yeah. but if they have a stu- if they have a game that they be- or, or or pitch, I I would love to see the, the some of these these smaller studios. Put something. Uh, put, bring, bring, bring the masses, especially the Xbox masses, a new IP. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that thought. Let those smaller studios um, actually take their shot at a bigger game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you look at at what uh, Roundhouse has released over the last years, um, I just briefly pulled up the list from from Wikipedia. There was Rome Two, Survive by the Quiet Man, Dungeon Defenders, Lost Within, Minimum Defiance. Um, they almost on a yearly basis release these smaller games let them take the time make something bigger something more ambitious to to um see what is what are their their actual capabilities and not just let them put out a game eat every year um with with a super small scope yeah so definitely i agree there boom um the next question comes in from stuff john man i before I read that, I want to briefly thank everyone in the community for writing in all these great questions. We could fill an entire show with all the questions <laughs> because they are really good. And so the next one comes in from Stuff John. He asked an interesting one, Boom. With Phil Spencer now head of Microsoft Gaming, will someone else step into the head of Xbox role? Sarah Bond, Pete Hines, someone else. What uh, do you think and who would get your vote? Wow, I mean, Pete Hines. Uh, I I don't think he moves from where he is in Bethesda. Uh, Sarah Bond is my pick. I, I I think that she is just completely dynamite. Like she brings such an incredible energy. Yes. To, I mean, yeah, you, you, you ever listen to her speak, man? I mean, yeah. take the time to hear what she how she conducts herself. She is as a paraprofessional as they can get. And I I, I, I I said this before, I got I got some kickback for it, which is fine because I don't mind being right or wrong or otherwise. But I think that when Phil's done, and I don't know when that's going to be. I, that could be five years. Hell, that could be 15 years. Mm-hmm. But I think that when Phil is done, she is going to take over whatever position he's currently held. I, I think she's, she's being built up to take over the business, so to yeah. speak. I agree. She's definitely one of the candidates that uh, the top management is paying close attention now that she's building, uh, is like you said, being built up as one potential successor. The other one that obviously comes to mind is Matt Booty. The thing with Matt is that he is not uh, not the camera person. He right. is rarely on screen. Yeah, when, mm-hmm. when you see executives talk from Microsoft, it's Sarah Bond is very prominent. There are others. Um, but Matt isn't, but that doesn't mean that he isn't, uh, in the position to be able to do it. He is the head of the Xbox game studios. And I think this is a very crucial role in the Xbox organizational structure. Um, you're probably not going to get, um, head of Microsoft or CEO of Microsoft gaming expert, uh, the, the successor of Phil Spencer by being the head of, I don't know, H- the HR department of Xbox. Um, but the, being the head of the the game Xbox Game Studios is def, makes you definitely a candidate. And in the end, we sometimes forget it's the, these these executives. Their first job, main job, is not to be good on camera. It is to be good leaders, uh, yep. visionaries. And Matt has done a tremendous job so far with the uh, with leading the Xbox Game Studios. So 
he could also be in that role. But I agree with you on everything you said with Sarah Bond. She is definitely a, a good candidate. Um, and another, I, I want to re boom. You you have another five to ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, I got five minutes. I can give you five. Five minutes. All right, yeah. five minutes. Let us read uh, one other uh, coming in from um, Doom Reaper. If you could resurrect any IP that hasn't had a new game in over 10 years, what would it be? My goodness. I know everyone's going to say, Boom is going to pick Banjo-Kazooie. No, <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm going to tell you what game I would pick. Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies that is, a good one. is an incredible... Yeah. Go play it right now. It is It's Indiana Jones... In the air with com air combat, yeah. Um, it 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 has an incredible sto single player story. It has a multiplayer. Well, it doesn't have a multiplayer anymore. It, ha it had a multiplayer aspect where yeah. you can dogfight with other people. Uh, I would love to see a small team that is that. I mean, again, Microsoft. We know that they're not going to say, "Hey, Team A, go make Game B," at, or, or or you're fired. Right? They're not going to do that. Someone would have to be a fan like me and say, hey, listen, I, I got an idea, Phil. You know, Crimson Skies, I'm a big fan. I I, I grabbed a bunch of people from Bethesda. We're all, we're, we're all drinking a beer. We all said, listen, let, let, let's, you know, give us, you know, give us the opportunity to bring back this old IP. We can do, we can make it a, a games as a service. We can give you your yeah. multiplayer and give you a single player, you know, give us a small team. I, that's the one I would want to see come back. That's a fantastic pick. Man, I haven't thought about Crimson Skies in a long time. I loved you like, that game, dude. Loved it. A fantastic game, man. It is on Game Pass. Um, you can play it. It's back compat. Um, actually, I, I have to do that. I, I don't know whether it holds up to this day. And <laughs> it's it, but like, dude, it actually looks really good. <laughs> I can't imagine. It, it looked fantastic back in the OG days. Um, if I had to pick one, I, I, I will bring up an Activision Blizzard game now uh, that I would like to see resurrected, and that is Pitfall. I love oh, Pitfall. Dude. Yes. And give Pitfall the Uncharted treatment or the Tomb Raider treatment, and that would be something that I would love to see. Um, there, But there are so many games uh, we could talk about for hours, but boom. I know you got to go and I want to let you go. Thank you so much for the time, uh, for your time. Um, boom. Before you go, let everyone know uh, in chat um, where they can find you, what you have coming up. And you don't need to tell them that your links because you can find the links to Boom's channel, to his social, everything in the description of the show. But what have you come, uh, come? What what is coming up with you? What what are you working on? Let people know. Well, I mean, listen. Uh, Breakfast of Boom. Uh, Web Dave is making his grand appearance. He has uh, permanently joined the panel along with uh, you know nice. BitCloud and, and he's and also Chris in chat here today. I've yes, seen him. he's, he's everywhere, and that's what we love about him. He's he's so supportive of everything yeah. that we do. I mean, literally, go support this man when he goes out there and, and he and he does his thing because he does incredible work. Um, but. Yeah, tomorrow we, we we're going to be talking about. Uh, I, I, I I'm I'm literally like it's crazy that I'm doing this show. I was doing my other show, and I was writing 
next Thursday's uh, X vlog with with Miles Dompierre and and Breakfast at Boom. I, I'm always working, folks. The, the brain doesn't stop. It's, it's bonkers. <laughs> uh, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, please tune in to Breakfast at Boom. Uh, I don't want to really spoil what we're going to talk about. I think it's going to be a great surprise for a lot of people. Uh, we might get a little Elden Ring talk in there. Don't kill me, but you know, <laughs> with Miles, I, there's no <laughs> doubt you will get that. <laughs> oh no, 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 not, not tomorrow. But Miles oh. is, is next Thursday. Yeah, he's gonna oh, be. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He's got, I got a whole. Sto- I got a great because he's been he's been tweeting a lot. So I, I've been I'm I've been grabbing his 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 tweets um, to uh, to use as a topic. But yeah, tomorrow morning, breakfast at Boom, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you missed today's. Uh, X Vlog episode, Xbox Live episode two. I had Randall Thor 19 on there, and we really broke down a lot of incredible topics. Um, but yeah, uh, again, if you if you've never heard of me, which is quite surprising, uh, check out Double Barrel Gaming on YouTube, and and listen, uh, hit me up in the DM if you want to talk gaming at Mister Boomstick XL on Twitter. Yeah. Boom, thank you so much again for your time. You can find the link to Boomstick's um, channels, in, like I said, in the description. But I want to thank everyone who turned up for the show here today in chat. The chat has been on fire this week. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for the super chats. Um, it's been a light news week. Probably that's going to change soon. But um, it's been a great week for gaming. A lot of games came out. I hope you all play what you love. And... Like Pong always, Pong Soul always says, it's the golden age of gaming. So enjoy what you play. And um, I see you guys next week. And don't forget to game on.